0: We are back, everybody. The Pylon back for the 2020-2022-2023 NFL season. Man, see, I've already, I've already messed up there in the first 10 seconds of the first show. But everybody, welcome back to the Pylon. Of course, Impact 89 FM's NFL podcast that will be on a weekly basis here throughout the regular season. Uh, I, of course, your host, Michael Markoch, back for another year, my last year here on the Pylon, joined by my co-host, from a
1: year ago, Manit Patel, Jay DeCoster, how are we doing, fellas? We're doing great. great. I, know, I cannot wait for this. I mean, we already had a game last night, but Sunday is going to be amazing. I cannot wait for these games. Yeah.
2: you excited for the return of football Sundays?
1: I mean, yeah. I mean, there's, not, there's nothing better than sitting on your couch, just having a nice have a nice lunch, and then watch football. There's nothing like it. So Yeah. I mean, yeah, football
0: is king, and football is what dominates the fall season, and yeah, I can't wait. I'm so excited for... Uh, Sunday we've we've already gotten a taste of college football Saturdays being back but now it's all back. Football the NFL will begin on Sunday. It actually began last night. We are recording here on about at about 3:15 here on Friday, September 9th. So in actually we're in our brand new sports studio here at Impact, a very beautiful studio just brand new built. So we'll be in here now for the for, you know, a long time. At least that's the hope. So but as I mentioned the season actually started last night. The the season opener, the defending champion, Los Angeles Rams, were at home against the Buffalo Bills, and it did not go well for the champs or, Minnie, uh, your boy, Matt Stafford. He, no. It did not go well for the Rams at all as the Bills trounced them 31-10, 21 unanswered points in the second half. Just, I guess, preliminary thoughts from the first game of the season
2: last night. I mean, I think... Buffalo obviously looked very good. Um, But I don't think you can really take much away from it on LA's end. It's their first game without their offensive coordinator, Kevin O'Connell, who's the Vikings head coach now. There's bound to be an adjustment period. But I do think that the loss is still telling. They did not play well at all in the second half. And um, against... A consensus top five, if not top three team in the NFL, that's that's a little, I guess, eye-raising for anyone watching the Rams.
1: Yeah, I think it's, I mean, last night you could just tell that Matt Stafford, he just wasn't right. I mean, he was 50% at best. I mean, three interceptions, not like one of them wasn't really his fault, but he was, his offensive line, he it took a step back with the loss of Andrew Whitworth, who was actually there last night just partying, and he's enjoy, enjoying retirement, and... Their offensive line took a massive hit and that, that showed with Von Miller, I think he had like two sacks, and you know, the the rest of that D line just wrecked havoc. And you could you could tell that Stafford was under a lot of duress and the Rams going coming off of you know, coming off of their Super Bowl win, they just didn't look right last night. So Yeah, I mean the Bills sacked Stafford seven times yeah. last night
0: and they blitzed once. Mm-hmm. And none of the sacks came off of that one blitz. So that's definitely concerning. That's probably the biggest takeaway from last night was just of all these players that the Rams lost between, you know, Odell Beckham Jr., Vaughn Miller, the um, Sony Michelle, like losing Andrew Whitworth has hurt this team yeah. and they don't have an answer right now at left tackle. They don't. I mean, they got to They have a very good right tackle in Rob Havenstein, but like other than that, like they're. They got beat up last night. I mean, it didn't matter who you put on that left side. It was whether it was Von Miller, Gregory Russo, Boogie Basham. Like they were getting home and, you know, it, it affected Matt Stafford. Again, I don't know, you know, Stafford threw what three interceptions. I don't know if that was because, you know, we know that he has a you know, he's got something going on with his elbow right now, his throwing elbow. Um, I don't know if that was the case, but other than that, not a great night for the Rams, but I think you can be assured that, you know, they're going to bounce back. The Bills are a really, really, really good team. That's what you can take away from last night. They're legit. Um, did they peak maybe a bit too early? You know, we'll see as the season goes on. But I think other than that, you know, that's just the main takeaway from last night. So moving on before we get into this packed first show, it's going to be our prediction episodes. So we're going to give you our predictions for all the awards, the playoff teams, the Super Bowl, and then obviously but everybody knows and loves, the pick'em is back. Uh, at least right now, it's going to be as is. We may add some segments as the years goes on, but that kind of gets me into what I wanted to talk about next, which is what's new here on the pylon. And besides the fact that we're in a brand new studio with some brand new equipment, and you know that's fin- that's fantastic. We have a lot of interesting stuff, I guess, in the works that could be coming in down the line. I'm not going to necessarily get into it just yet. There's some you know eyes to be dotted, some t's to be crossed, and I don't want to say anything that may, you know, end up not happening down the line. But there are some really exciting things that we could be doing down the line here on the pylon. That's only going to make the experience better for you, listeners of the show. And I mean, obviously, segment-wise, you know, we're always looking for suggestions. If you listen to the show, you know, find us on Twitter, let us know, send a DM, do something like that, and uh, we'll certainly take your guys' voice into account. Um, you know, I know Manit's always got segments up his sleeve like last year we came up with whatever that was guess the contract and we've played who we oh, play for fun. and stuff like that so I mean I see Maneet's already put in the agenda for hot take of the week which we could possibly bring back this year uh you know probably would start that next week after we've seen you know everybody play their first game of the year but you know certainly something that we can do is just things like that and obviously adding to the pick'em as well um we're gonna have guests on throughout the year uh on other people at impact as well and You know, We're just going to talk football and have a great year, so it's going to be a bigger and better year on the pylon, the best one that we've seen yet, and it's only its third year, and I think that so far it's been doing pretty well, and we want to continue that. So now on to talking points, so this is just kind of our storyline part of the show for anyone out there new listening, but just to start the season before we get into predictions, because obviously we have a lot of stuff to cover there, but... What's just your favorite storyline coming into the season? I mean, it can be anything. It can be about a team. It can be about a player, about a coach. But I just want to hear that, and I feel like we can have a little roundtable discussion about some of these topics. Just coming into this season, what is your favorite storyline?
2: Whether or not the Alabama quarterbacks will be starting next year hurts Tua, and even Mac Jones, which hasn't been floated around much, but I think Mac Jones is in the same situation as the other two. Um, I think it's interesting to see whether or not Those three will be starting quarterbacks for their teams next year. Both the Dolphins and Eagles have two first-round picks in next year's draft, so they have the ammo to trade up if they need to. I think the Eagles will be... If they hit, I mean, we'll talk about it later, but I think the Eagles, depending on how their season turns out, can make that jump up into the top five to get a quarterback. The Dolphins could be in better position than the Eagles to get a better quarterback because they'll be top 10 top 15 ish and then new england they're a coin flip season so i think it'll be interesting to see who's actually starting for their teams next year out of those three alabama quarterbacks
1: yeah that's a pretty good one uh probably for me i probably have to go with the second year quarterbacks because this that was such a rich quarterback draft last year um you know you got trevor lawrence you got fields um who else Or the other guys, Zach Zach Wilson. Wilson. Zach Wilson's
2: out till week four, though. And And, Mac Jones, and
1: obviously Trey Lance. So, So, I mean, yeah, you got all those guys who can take a sec. I think at least one of those guys will take a big leap. I I obviously don't know. I don't know who. I mean, Trey Lance. That's that's a decent piece. He's got a lot of weapons around him. Uh, Fields does not have a lot of weapons around him. Uh, Lawrence. I mean, you 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 go and sign Christian Kirk. You go add a lot to that offense to help him. Uh, You go hire Doug Peters in the offseason
2: you have Etienne and J-Rob both yep. back and healthy. Yep.
1: I mean, and Mac Jones, he's, he's got Bill Belichick with him, even though he did lose Josh McDaniels to the yeah, Raiders. Yeah, Patricia
2: Collin plays. Yep,
1: that's, that's, that's great for them. I mean... <laughs> yeah, it is. I mean, I probably have to say, like, Trey Lance would take a big step, like, just an early prediction right now. I mean, I just... I'm just looking at all these quarterbacks right now, I just... I'd say Trey Lance has a decent chance to take that second-year quarterback big step. So. Does
0: he light up the Bears week one, Jay? He I mean uh, Foreshadow you know, will. Down, the, down the line of this episode. But, I mean, yeah, I mean, you're right. And especially considering the second-year quarterback, especially in the rookie year besides Mac Jones, I mean, really disappointed. And for mm-hmm. Trevor Lawrence, you kind of give him a pass because, it, at least in my eyes, this is his rookie season. This is his first, like, real season in the NFL where he actually has a fighting chance. But – you look at guys like yeah, like Zach Wilson, like many touched on. He's out through week four. He's on IR right now. And then you know you got Mac Jones who needs to somehow get better than a, a team that went to the playoffs a year ago. Justin Fields just needs something, like around some them. sort of help around him. And then I mean, uh, Trey Lance obviously now getting the the nod in San Francisco, but they just re-signed Jimmy G to be the most like expensive backup in league history. So I don't know if that tells you anything, but. You know, that could also be interesting to out there. So I think that's a really good one. I I think mine is, I mean, it, it's kind of partially two things because one's connected to the other, but it's just the AFC West and then the Green Bay Packers. I, I'm intrigued by what's going to happen there with, obviously, Devontae Adams getting traded from Green Bay to Vegas. And I just don't know what they're going to be. I mean, we know what Aaron Rodgers is, but his number one target this year is... Alan Lazard, maybe Robert Sammy T- Robert Watkins, Tungan. Aaron Jones out of the backfield. Like, I mean, and he's got the young kid, Christian Watson, who he has Romeo not spoken Dubs. very highly of. Romeo yeah, Dubs.
2: And, yeah. Romeo Go. Dubs is going to be wide receiver one by the end of the season. And, but
0: it's, it's an interesting year in Green Bay. I think a lot of people are doubting them. There, a lot of people are taking the Vikings out of the north, um, which I I don't really understand that, Chris, but I guess we'll get <laughs> into that later. But um, Lines are better. I just think that, like, that's bold. But I, <laughs> but I just think like the Packers, like they're just listening to all this of everyone thinking that they're not going to be very good, but yet they still have arguably like the best quarterback in the entire league. And they have a really good defense that's coming back, so I'm intrigued to see how Green Bay does. But yeah, and then I mean the AFC West just being the gauntlet that it is of something's got to finish last in that division, and I, it's going to be difficult to see who it's going to be. I mean the last place might have nine wins. That's how good that division is. But and obviously Devontae Adams was just one of the many moving pieces in that division, but. Um, other than that, I would say, yeah, I, I'd, I'd say though that's my big storyline. I so see you guys touched on I thought it was interesting. You guys both touched on quarterbacks, which, I mean, I guess makes sense. I went more for a team kind of thing. But, um, I mean, nonetheless, that's kind of what makes the league go around is um, quarterbacks and teams and all that. So, all right, it's time, fellas, for preseason predictions, and we're doing everything. I mean, we're going to predict who we think is going to win. Every award, who he thinks going to make the playoffs, and then um, Super Bowl. Obviously, the two teams that you have playing in Super Bowl Fifty. It's seven this year. So, all right, let's start with the awards. Coach of the Year, who wins Coach of the Year here in twenty twenty two. This is the hard one to pick because yeah, you really, you basically kind of pair it with a team, but you know maybe a team that you think might surprise, maybe a team you think might have the best record, or it can be anything.
1: Manit, I mean, I'm looking at I'm looking at these teams like Brennan Staley. Staley. Brennan Staley. That's a solid choice. Just because of all the talent he has around him, I like that choice.
2: Yeah. Um. You guys will see why later, but well, you can explain
1: it if you want to.
2: I mean, but it's it goes hand in hand with the predictions. Fair enough. Fair enough.
1: Probably for me, I'd have to go with um. Probably John Harbaugh. Because I think, we'll get to that in a little bit, but I think the Ravens are poised to have a really nice season here, if they're healthy, because they have a lot of talent on that roster. John Harbaugh is one of the best coaches in the National Football League. I think the Ravens have a nice sort of year here, so I, yeah, I mean, I gotta go with John Harbaugh, so that's all I get, I mean.
0: Yeah, I, I think that's an interesting one. The Ravens? Are not getting a lot of love this season for they,
1: whatever reason. You know, never, I mean, that, hey, that roster is loaded. I mean, as of today, you know
0: Lamar Jackson's still not under contract, and now they're they've closed contract talks till next year. He's going to get so, his
2: bag, and he's going to earn that. Yeah. Bag, so, so, but
0: dude, the Ravens are healthy again this year, and I think they're going to be really, really good. So I actually really like that pick a lot uh mine I, I think it's a no-brainer you know I think it's got to be Mike McCartney I'm kidding um <laughs> I de- I am going to stay in the division though I actually think the coach year is going to be Nick Sirianni in Philadelphia uh after yes. a bounce back year uh or after yes. a year last year in which well, the Eagles made the playoffs I think they can win the division this year and I think they could win 10 plus games and we'll see if they can do that I'm I'm not 100% sold on Jalen Hurts, but I'm sold around the pieces around Jalen Hurts and that defense. So, I think that I think Philly's going to win the division. Obviously, we'll get into that a little bit more later, but if that's the case, I like Nick Sirianni actually to be my coach of the year. So, I'll go with that. Um, now we go to the rookies. Rookie of the year
1: offensive, offensive
0: rookie. rookie of the year. And this is different because not a lot of offensive rookies went very high in the draft. Nope. So this could come from anywhere. I mean, well, wide receivers did, but
2: yeah, quarterbacks. No. Nah. Okay. Well, I don't think Wilson or Olave will. London's iffy. Jamison's out for four weeks. Mm-hmm. So those top four are gone. I think it's coming from somewhere deeper, but I still have to look at the draft.
1: You got Jahan Dotson. You got Traylon Burks. Don't forget the quarterbacks. No, no, I'm actually can I'm, he I'm, small, I'm, go, I'm, go, I'm going with Chris Olave. I mean, he's a, he's, a, he's in a really good system. Um, you know, uh, J- Jameis isn't the best, but Jameis can still slant down the field. And Chris Olave, I-, I loved coming out of Ohio State. I really wish the Bears could have gotten it if they if they kept that draft pick. I mean, Chris Olave, he's going to be a stud. I think he's your offensive rookie of the year. So, yeah, I mean, oh, you're
0: going to me? Yeah. Man, I mean, it's tough because I think all of those receivers are going to be here. I think Alave is going to have a really big year in New Orleans, especially with Jameis, who we know loves to push the ball mm-hmm. down the field. Um, I'm actually going to get a little crazy here because I actually think that this quarterback is going to play a lot earlier than people project he's going to be. I think the offensive rookie of the year is Desmond Ritter in Atlanta really yeah Desmond Ritter
2: I I'm a fan of that
0: I think Desmond Ritter had a very good preseason and I will say preseason take it with a grain of salt I get all of that but he already looks like he's the best quarterback in Atlanta you know I don't know how long they're going to stick with Marcus Mariota but this is a quarterback driven award they just they're begging to give it to a quarterback every year I think Ritter starts earlier than people think and I think he plays pretty well so I'm going to go with Desmond Ritter as the Offensive Rookie of the Year.
2: Can I give two? One and a half.
0: Give me the one that you believe in, and then you can give an honorable mention.
2: Uh, the one I believe in <laughs> the is most. probably Garrett Wilson. Fair. Um, I know I just said no to him earlier, but <laughs> but in that situation, like, yeah. uh, it, the thing is a lot of these receivers are in places where they're fighting to start. Mm -hmm. Olave's got to beat out Jarvis Landry and compete with Michael Thomas for touches. Mm -hmm. Uh, Wilson's right there with Elijah Moore, Corey Davis, Braxton Berrios. They got a couple other guys who are right there on the depth chart. Jamison Williams is going to come in off the bat. Like, off of the IR.
0: St. Brown and Charker there. Saint jo-
2: yeah. Yep, St. Brown and Charker there. Angel Josh Free Reynolds, Hawkinson. who has an established connection with Jared Goff, is there. Like, I think a lot of the receivers are in tough spots. Trelon Burks is a guy I'm mm-hmm. confident on if he can adjust. But I didn't see the speed in the preseason that is needed to adjust really quickly. Mm-hmm. Like, guys like Jamar Chase and Justin Jefferson possessed. So, I think Wilson... Will be able to work his way into the Jets rotation The easiest out of the rookies um, But a guy I think People should keep an eye on is Jalen Tolbert In Dallas There's a wide receiver two spot open Michael Gallup's coming off an ACL injury And they didn't really Give him a confident contract either Jalen mm-hmm. Tolbert they drafted in the third round He's a big receiver it's Kind of CeeDee Lamb's mold Dak Prescott really likes CeeDee Lamb I think it works out there
0: But yep. um, Big fantasy name, one of those. Yeah. Fan- if you, if for some reason you haven't done your draft yet, Jalen Tolbert, to watch out for. Yeah, for
2: sure, Jalen Tolbert. I'd man.
0: also say watch out for Sky Moore because mm-hmm. Sky Moore is with Patrick Mahomes. That, Sky Moore is going to something. Get... Skymore... I like Sky Moore a lot.
2: Sky Moore yeah. is going to be a consistent Debo Samuel, mm-hmm. where yep. he's not. He's not going to have the absurd volume Debo did last year as a receiver, but they're going to use him out of the backfield and they're going to use him in the receiving game. So he'll be like a running back-receiver combo, which I think will be very interesting for a team that needs a running back.
0: All right, time to move on to the defensive side of the ball. Defensive rookie of the year. There's a lot, I'd say, more options for this one, which is odd because in recent years we haven't had that. But, you know,
1: nice little change of pace. Defensive rookie of the year. Who I guess the obvious one, I mean, I think I think you guys are probably going to choose this, but you got to go Aiden Hutchinson. I mean, the guy... I mean, last year obviously he tore it up in Michigan. He's looked really good in the preseason. Looked good in training camp. I might be a little bit of a bias because I watched Hard Knocks, but the guy is the guy's very very talented. And and you saw in the first play of the preseason in week one, he he did a nice little swim move on one of the tackles and made and had a TFL. So I mean, and all that and just and that little bit of action. I mean, I love what I've seen from him so far. So I gotta go Hutch. So
0: yeah, I I mean, here's the thing. I- I mean, he's out here pointing at me like I have an answer right away. I don't, I don't. I think Aiden Hutchinson is probably the favorite. I don't know what it is between him and Trayvon Walker, but I believe that Hutchinson is the favorite. But, I mean, man. I think I'm going to go a little bit differently here. I'm going to go with uh, Sauce Gardner. Give me the, give Whoa, me the corner. Give me I I Sauce Gardner. Uh, I think corners don't normally win this award, like, ever, especially as a rookie. Very difficult for... A rookie to win or a rookie corner to win Defensive Player of the Year, but I think he's going to get thrown at a lot in New York, um, because you know he's gonna and nobody need to threw
2: be, at him in the preseason. Yeah,
0: uh, yeah, that's a good thing actually. I I don't like it. That brings up a point though. Like when fans say, "Yeah, I didn't see the corner on the field. I didn't see him." That's a good thing. It means they're doing their job. So uh, I just I don't know. I think Gardner's going to have a really good year, and I think he could. Certainly surprise a lot of people with, you know, how well he plays on the outside. So, I'm going to go with Sauce Gardner for the Jets.
2: I have another one and a halfer here. Um, I'm going to go Hutch just because I'm a homer. Um, (laughs) That's, I really think Walker's going to do well. And if I had to actually pick someone, it's going to be Walker. But I'm going to pick Hutch because I want him to win. Um... But I think Karloftis is gonna have a big year in Kansas yeah, City. Yeah, that's a good show. I really mm-hmm. like George Karloftis. He went a lot lower than I expected. I expected him at latest at like twenty two. Yeah. But um. And
0: his story is phenomenal. I think if he's anyone have has a never heard it,
2: like massive year in Kansas City.
0: Like the guy grew up in Greece, and like he didn't play football until like he was like, like fifteen, sixteen years old maybe, and he was just a beast. So. I mean, there's obviously more to the story, but I don't necessarily have the details on it.
1: Um, but yeah, the Karloftis is a really good shout out. I, I like also that. have an honorable mention, yep. Jordan Davis on Philly. Yes, yes. he. I like that. That's, I was I looking mean, at him. He's he, like my one w- A. My one A is Hutch, and then my one B is, is Jordan Davis because that guy. I don't know if you you guys probably saw the video of there. It was like a family fest in Philly at the link, and he just he just absolutely bulldozed that offensive lineman. Dude's a beast. Yeah, he I is mean, a. Beast. I, I don't i don't really like to take away just because of one video take that away just because of one video but he i i think he has a really good chance to be really good for that defense along with fletcher, fletcher cox like that that is a really good d line like yeah it's gonna be hard to run the ball in the eagles for yeah.
0: sure um all right now time to move on to some of the veterans we got the rookies out of the way how about offensive player of the year offensive player of the year. This um, might be a little bit easier, I guess. You just kind of go to an offense and
1: probably have to go Justin Jefferson. Ooh, I, mean, yeah. I, really, ah, I like that. Justin Jefferson is one of the one of the best receivers in the league. I mean, you can't really pick against him and there's obviously a lot of other guys out there, but I'm going to go I'm going to go J, I'm going to go JJ right there, so I like it. I like it a lot staring at me again. You, know, I, you guys don't have an answer. <laughs> no, I have
2: an answer. <laughs> I, I do too. Devontae Adams. All right. All right. Good, People are good so down it. on him. Right. Fantasy projections are also very down on him. That dude is going to have an on-par season with what he's shown with Aaron Rodgers. 1,500 yards, 10-plus touchdowns, 100-plus receptions. I don't think there should be less expected than that. He's playing with his college quarterback again. Those two have amazing chemistry. I don't think it's hard to lose it. Um, they worked out together in off seasons and all of that. So I think he they're going to pick up without losing a beat, and Devontae's going to have a huge year.
0: I got two. They're both running backs. Um, I think either one could win. And one I kind of hope doesn't because that means he's going to have a monster year. But I'm going to go with Jonathan Taylor for my pick. <laughs> um, I'm going to keep it easy. Um, he, sh- I think he's... Sh- he could have won it last year if it wasn't for cooper cup just going you know ballistic um but he would win it any year that that doesn't happen um so i think he's going to do really well again but um i don't really think that much needs to be explained there but my second honorable mentions nashi harris i actually think very, very good pick. i think he's going to run a lot in pittsburgh especially when kenny pickett gets under center but I also I'm a little bit worried about their line. I also think that when Picky gets in, I don't know if they will throw it as much as they want. Just because I think they should doesn't mean that they will. Um, but I think he has the potential to have a really good year in his second year. So Najee Harris, I think, is one to keep an eye on, but I'm gonna take Jonathan Taylor. So now we move to the defensive side of the ball. Defensive player of the year who the the, the current one is TJ Watt, who is hurt start the year. I don't know what his status is. I'm pretty sure he's gonna play, but um, it seems to change every year. There's obviously the safe picks, but there's some wild cards here and there. So defensive player of the year, who we got?
1: Oh man, I mean these are these are so tough. I mean, you, you get uh, T.J. Watt is the favorite right now. You obviously have to consider Miles Garrett.
2: I'm going Chalk. Aaron Donald.
1: <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Fair enough, Aaron Donald, baby. I'm gonna have to go. I'm gonna have to go Miles Garrett. He I wins mean,
2: another ring. I think. The only reason he came back is to win again and to win a lot more. Mm-hmm. So,
1: I feel. Yeah, that's a solid war path. I got yeah, I got Miles Garrett. I mm-hmm. think he's, he's he's just gonna wreck havoc all over the field like like he did last year. Mm-hmm. And I think he has a barrier year this year. So, yeah, I'm going Miles Garrett. How about you? Yeah, you guys
0: definitely. I mean, you guys played it safe there. Um, yeah, I, mean, I mean, I'm not saying you should. Defensive, I'm not trying to be boring. No, de- like, defensive you know, player of the year tends to be like the most easy one to predict like it's usually going to be one of like four guys every year um but i i picked him last year i think i picked him two years ago i'm, I'm doing it again miles garrett this year yeah call me a homer I, I don't care but i i think he's due for a monster season another year with Javion Clowney on the other side last year he had it basically on lock about halfway through the season then he got hurt and he played hurt wasn't very good he disappears at times but i think he's gonna have a really good year and I think for a Browns defense that's really gonna have to play well, at least for the first, you know, two thirds of the season, I think that, you know, Miles Garrett's gonna take that on himself to, you know, have that season. And, and you know it. He talks about it all the time. That's his goal is to win defensive player of the year. I mean, besides winning a Super Bowl, but winning defensive player of the year is something he's had his eye on and he's never done it. So I think he's gonna break the hump or get over the hump, I should say. I don't know how you would do that, but uh, I'm gonna go with Miles Garrett too. So all right, and now finally, the last Award that we'll pick preseason, the MVP of the National
1: Football League, Justin Herbert.
0: Justin Dang, Herbert. bro! I mean, you you. you.
1: I mean, oh, I, I thought Manit, I thought you were going to take But Jay the performance right. Josh Allen had last night. I mean, you thought who? Just let Jay go. Oh, I right, mean, right. yeah, Josh Allen would be a safe pick, obviously. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. he had a great performance last night, but I mean, I just love Herbert. I mean, his arm, he throws, he throws a cannon. I mean. Yeah, I mean the weapons he has around him. I think the Chargers take a big step this year. I gotta go Justin Herbert. So that's my consensus, consensus pick.
0: No, Manit, I thought after the other night, I thought you were like you know all aboard the Jalen Hurts train. I thought you were gonna go Jalen Hurts.
2: Oh no, I love Jalen Hurts for fantasy. <laughs> that's really it. <laughs> I think he'll be fine this year. I think he'll be like a top ten, maybe top eight quarterback. But
0: you're not running it back with I, Matt Stafford this year either. No. <laughs>
2: All right. You're Herbert, Matt. Herbert. I was yeah, I was going to go Herbert too. I think like I said earlier, a big season is in line for the Chargers. Um Justin Herbert is in line for the MVP.
0: Yeah, I mean it, again, this is a quarterback centric award, so it's probably going to go to one of them. I I think there's I think there's so many names that I Matt think Ryan. could do it. Yeah, uh, yeah. Actually, but you know, we all know who the real MVP is. It's Jacoby Brissett. <laughs> no, it's not. Uh I'm gonna go with Lamar Jackson. Um head hunting this. This year. dude he is this guy is playing for year. a contract this season and he is going to do whatever it takes to get there. And he's he wants his money. I mean, as, if anyone was paying attention when they saw like his uh on his Twitter account when he put on his uh his uh Twitter header, he put I need money and I think that's just kind of where he's at. I think he's gonna show out, he's healthy. Um he was already unanimous MVP one more time. I think he can replicate that type of season. I also think the second one again, again, call me boring, but honorable mention Patrick Mahomes. I the Patrick Mahomes disrespect this offseason has been horrible. Like it's
2: been it's gone too far. To go in line with that, I think Josh Allen is being yeah. overhyped because he's doing things. I said I might have told someone this earlier, but I think he's being overhyped because he's doing things you've only seen Patrick Mahomes do. Exactly. Yep. Yeah. That's but, it. That's but, that's why it's like, so
0: crazy. You have guys like Tyree Kill and Samson. Sammy Watkins talking about their quarterbacks and basically throwing Mahomes to the side and saying like he's just this piece of garbage. The Mahomes'
2: slander this like, offseason was absurd. It's going too
0: far. And let me tell you, he hears you. And honestly, he hears you. He's seeing you. And I, he's going to come out and he's going to play very well. So yeah, again, it's not it's not sexy. It doesn't come off the you know board or whatever. But Patrick Mahomes. Could easily win it every single year, and I would not be surprised, but this year more than any else, I think he definitely can win it. So, uh, just to recap with some of our predictions, that's it for the awards, part of the predictions. So, for Coach of the Year, Manit's taking Brandon Staley. Jay has John Harbaugh, and I have Nick Sirianni of the Eagles, Offensive Rookie of the Year, Manit with Garrett Wilson. Jay has Chris Olave, and I'm taking Desmond Ritter, which that could really backfire on me, but we'll see. Defensive Rookie of the Year, Aiden Hutchinson for both Minnie and Jay. I have Sauce Gardner of the Jets. Offensive Player of the Year, Minnie with Devontae Adams. Jay has Justin Jefferson, and I'm taking Jonathan Taylor. Defensive Player of the Year, me and Jay both have Miles Garrett, Minnie going with Aaron Donald, and then MVP, Minnie and Jay with Justin Herbert. I'm going with Lamar Jackson. So now it's time to get off of players and move on to some teams. So as we know, there are seven playoff teams in each conference, four divisional winners, and then three wild cards. And yes, as a correction should have gone there. Yes, please give me your four division winners. I don't care what order those are in, but then give me the three wild card teams. If you want to give the order for the wild card teams,
1: go ahead. But if you don't, you don't
0: just you know just give me your seven teams for the AFC. We're doing AFC first.
1: All right, AFC, I got the Buffalo Bills winning the AFC East. I think everyone would agree there. Uh AFC West, the top obviously the toughest division. I got the I got the Los Angeles Chargers winning that division in a very close race. AFC North, Baltimore Ravens. Um like I've said, I think they're going to have a really nice season if they're healthy. AFC South, um probably the most likely the Indianapolis Colts. Because they got Matt Ryan now, they have still really good defense. Even though uh, Shaq Leonard, his name is Shaq Leonard now. I thought it was Jerry Shaquille, yeah. Shaquille Leonard who's out Sunday, so kind of something to monitor there. So, and then my wild card teams: uh, the Chiefs, the five seed, the six seed would be the Denver Broncos, and the seventh seed
2: is
1: the Cincinnati Bengals. Ooh. Yep. Interesting. Ooh, ooh,
2: ooh. Cincinnati
1: Bengals take a little bit of a step back, but I think they sneak in the playoffs and continue the the playoff run they've been on the last couple of years. So You I
2: like it? Bills, Chargers. Oh wait. If we're going in order, I'd go Chargers one, okay. Bills two, Ravens three, uh huh, Titans four, okay. Chiefs, uh huh, Bengals, Raiders.
0: I had something very similar to that, at least I've made, I've had my predictions done for a couple weeks. I have a thing I do with my family back home where like before I come up here to school, like I, we always have to like write all our predictions down. So yeah, I had something similar to that. I, I think, yeah, I yeah, both of you with two teams now from the AFC West and the Bengals. And then both of you have the Chargers when the AFC West, interesting. Um, but I mean, if Justin Herbert's your MVP, that would make sense. Yes. Um, yeah, very solid both ways. Uh, I'm, I mean I'm not gonna mix it up in the East. I mean it's the Bills and I think they're the one seed. Um my two seed, I'm actually going different. I, the the West belongs to the Chiefs. It's a Chiefs world, we're all just living in it. Um I until like in order to, you know, take the throne, you gotta knock off the king. And so far nobody in that division has come close to even dethroning the Chiefs, really. So I'm gonna take the Chiefs once again. Uh in the north I got the Baltimore Ravens. I think we're all in there. I'm kinda surprised that too. I'm kinda surprised nobody took Cincinnati. Uh, and then in the South, I'm going with the Colts and then my three wild card teams in order. I got the, the chargers are my five seed. I got the Bengals and then, uh, I got the Browns in there. I do. I think they sneak Browns. in there on the, I think they steal the final spot. So I, again, I think it's, I, I think it go anywhere, but I mean, I'll at least defend the, the last part of it. I just, the AFC West to me, I think those teams are just really going to beat themselves up. I'm not buying into the Denver hype all that much. Um, Somebody's got to finish the blast in that division. I think it's going to be Denver.
1: Um, I just, I just I want to know. ask, I want to ask you one. why. Like, I'm not. Yeah. No, I like, feel it. I think they will be decent. Like, I have them the succeed, seed, but I just want to ask why. The Broncos. Yeah.
2: Yeah.
0: I just, I don't know. I just feel like I don't think they're going to click right away. And Russell Wilson. I think they might get off to a really slow start. And I, in that division, if you're behind, you're not going to catch up. I think
2: Russell's a quick fix. I think he was a better fit in Washington. I think he was a better fit in New Orleans. Mm-hmm. I think he was a better fit... Who else was looking for a quarterback? In Cleveland, probably. Yeah, if Cleveland was willing to make the move, yeah. Well, Cleveland, I heard, was willing to make the move. Russell Wilson did not uh, want to. Shoot, Atlanta. Do. No, not Atlanta. I think Cleveland, New Orleans, and Washington would have all been three better spots for The Russ.
1: Giants, too. I, I just, I just, ah, I I like just base it off of... Eh, yeah, it's okay. I just based it off of because the Broncos, I think they won like what they... Yeah. Eight games last year, and they had... Drew, Loc- Drew Locke and Teddy Bridgewater as their quarterbacks. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm not... Insert Russ, I think that's, you know, a 10-win team. I think I think it's... I, again, I think, like,
0: I'm willing to be proven wrong about the Broncos. I'm just not buying it in that division. I just, I don't yeah. think they're going to come out to as... It, fine, they're playing Seattle week one. But, like, other than that, like, they're not going to get off, I don't think, to as great of a start as people think. And, again, in this division, you cannot fall behind. You just can't. And I just, I don't know, like, again, I think they're going to win, like, nine games and finish last or 10 games and finish last that's how good this division is but I think that because the AFC West is going to be beating themselves up over and over like every week all season long I think that's going to give a team like the Browns that again if they can keep their head above water the first 11 games of the year they have a favorable schedule down the stretch that could allow them to sneak into the seventh spot
2: that schedule is so tough before I know week it's week brutal 11, before though. that, but there's no way they come out but, of there winning more than five games.
0: But they could win the first four. Mini. have you seen their first four games? They could easily win those first four. They could start two, four and Two oh.
2: wins right away. Two toss ups.
0: The Falcons is not
1: a toss up. They're beating the Falcons. They got they got the Seahawks on the road week one. Oh, you're talking about
0: the Broncos, are you? I was no, talking I'm about the, the Browns.
1: Yeah. Oh no, the
0: Browns start in Carolina. Then they're that's home. A toss-up. Then they're against the Jets. They're home against the Steelers, which I agree that's a toss up. But then at Atlanta is a win. They're beating Atlanta. Mm-hmm. Chargers so, will. Yeah. I I think Chargers is a loss, and then Patriots. Patriots is a toss. I think they can beat the Patriots, and then yes, it's I, a toss up. I like them against the Dolphins though too. I'm not buying into the Dolphins stuff. Ravens um, and Bengals are losses, and Bills and I think they can go six and five in the first eleven. I absolutely believe. And if they're six and five, six and
2: five,
0: yeah. You're telling me that they win the first four plus the Patriots and the Dolphins at six.
1: I just I don't believe it just because I just, Jacoby was. I just
0: can't see that. It's fair, but even if they go five and six, they could still like ten wins is probably gonna get you in this year. So if they're like five and six None this, they're this. gonna need a they're gonna need a prayer on the back f- six, but they could do it. I don't know.
2: Guys, yeah, again, call me a home or whatever.
1: It's my team, but and then Watson, I, like I think you said, like ahead. Watson comes back in that in that late stretch, so I mean that could help, and you have to play the Bengals,
2: them. Ravens, Saints, all over again.
0: I at home on Christmas Eve against New Orleans. I like that with the weather. Uh, Washington and Houston are wins. That's three. Which means basically, if they're six and five, he has to beat one of the Steelers, the Ravens, and the Bengals, and he can absolutely do that. I believe two of those are no two two of those are at home. No, they're not.
2: One of those. one of those. The Ravens
0: are at home. Um, but regardless, I'm not gonna. Get too much into all that. I'm in my pick. I think they're going to sneak in there with Watson in the final six games. And yeah, I get it. I just said that, you know, the Broncos get off to a slower start with Wilson. And everyone's like, well, they may get off to a slow start with Watson. They may, but I I think he just fits better with what Cleveland's trying to do. And Cleveland has a better roster than Denver does. So I'll, I'll just, I think they're going to back their way in there. I'm not picking them to get like the one seed. I think they're backing to get the last spot. So, all right it for the afc now on to the nfc same rules apply same thing as before your four division winners and your three wild cards
1: nfc i got the eagles win the nfc east that's a pretty popular pick mm-hmm. i got the eagles too that whole the whole division is is like every i think one team as in one back to back in the 21st century yep yeah exactly so i got the eagles i'll continue with that trend um the NFC West. I mean the way the Rams looked last night. I mean, it's only one game, but I'm going to go I'm going to stick with the Rams, but I think it's going to be really close between the Niners and the Rams. I'm not a believer in the Cardinals this year. NFC North, I got the Green Bay Packers um just because not just because 12 still there, so Green Bay. NFC South NFC South probably Buccaneers. I know these are all boring, but I mean, like Brady's still there. I know his offensive line isn't very good. I know he's Brady's kind of you know he's had this off season where he's going to retire he's he's going the mass singer he's like maybe they're saying he's like kind of checked out a little bit. I still got the buccaneers winning that division so and then my three wildcard teams um, the 49ers Vikings and Cowboys so the Cowboys sneak in so there you go
2: fair enough Eagles in the east Packers in the north Bucks in the south, Rams one seed, Eagles two, Packers three, Bucks four, um at five, Pro Lee San Francisco, six New Orleans, seven Dallas I don't think Minnesota. I think Minnesota's going to be 8-9 and nine and miss the playoffs again, like usual. What's
0: actually hilarious is Minnie and I have the exact same seven. Uh, I, I I, like those exact four teams to win the division, and then I got the. I literally have the same three wildcard teams. I do have the. I think I have the Cowboys one spot ahead of the Saints. I think the Saints are the last seed, but I like New Orleans a lot this year, and I think if something happens to Tampa Bay, New Orleans can win the NFC South. I'm telling you right now. Uh, I like them a lot. So. Um, yeah, I got the exact same across the board. Eagles, pa- Eagles Rams, Packers, Bucks, and then Niners, Saints, and Cowboys. So, all right. Those are the seven wildcard teams for the NFC and now it's time for I guess the big one, the Super Bowl 57. It is 57. Yeah, 57 predictions. The two participants. Who wins it all?
1: I got the Buffalo Bills versus the the Buffalo Bills versus the... Oh, man. I always want to believe in the Niners, but they just... I, I believe in them last year, and they didn't win it, or they didn't get there. So I'm going to go with the Buffalo Bills versus the... You know what? The San Francisco 49ers. Mad. So, so and then And then... I got the Bills win the Super Bowl. I mean, everyone's mm-hmm. picking the Bills. I know that could be that could backfire. I mean, mm-hmm. it's just because every single analyst is picking the Bills, yeah. that could be bad. But I still got to ride the Bills. They looked really good last night. I know it's only one game, but yeah, I'm going with the Bills. So, Bills over 49ers, Super Bowl 57. I like
2: so. Los Angeles Bowl. Chargers and Rams. Ooh, okay. I got the Chargers. Herbert, second year, just like Mahomes. Oh, sorry, third year. I'm tripping. Yeah, he's going to get it done in his third year. All right. That's, That's a good pick. Um,
0: I'm going with the one that you're probably going to hear a lot, but I actually think the season st- ends the same way as it began last night. I think it's going to be the Bills and the Rams. I, I think the Rams are going to find their way back um, in a crowded NFC. I know last night may not tell you this, but, I, I mean, I'm telling you, these predictions I made way before last night. I just want to put that out there. So it's not anything necessarily – you know, different, but Bills-Rams, I know, is the popular one out there, but I just... I think they're both going to be the one seed, and I just think they're both going to survive, and I do have the Bills winning the Super Bowl. I think it, it begins the same way that it ends. I think it's going to start with Bills over Rams, or it started with Bills over Rams. It's going to end that way, too, so I think it's the Bills year. It just feels like it. Like, if it's not this year, when is it? Like, they just they can't keep coming up short, so we'll see if maybe they can dodge Kansas City in the postseason or whatever they do, but... I'll take the Bills over the Rams. So now it is time, fellas, for the Week 1 Pick'Em. We are back better than ever. All three segments are returning. Obviously, we will look for, you know, maybe some new things as the season goes on. But let's start with, will they cover? Of course, we go find some odds. We pick the three games with the highest point spread. For underdogs, and really, all the question is is will they cover? So the first one, tied for the second highest spread of the week, the Baltimore Ravens are on the road at the New York Jets. The Joe Flacco, well, at New York Jets,
1: and the Jets are a six and a half point underdog. So the question, fellas, is will the Jets cover? They will not. The Buff. Uh, I'm taking the Ravens minus six and a half because Joe Flacco's under center and it's the Jets. So yes, I will. I will take the Ravens. Ravens by a touchdown.
2: Yeah, no. Ravens.
1: Wipe. Yeah, I, th- I think that's. Yeah, I. I just think I, I'm not. A, I'm not a Jets believer. I never will be. So fair enough. Yeah, six, minus six and a half.
0: Yeah, I mean, I, I got no as well. Uh, six and a half is just one of those numbers, like especially early in the year. Like I'm kind of glad there's no like absurd spreads. I'd say, but like, yeah, Ravens by a touchdown feels like free money there. Um, now we'll go on to the second one, also a six-and-a-half point spread. It's actually Jay Chicago Bears. They are at home against the San Francisco 49ers. So, again, the question, will the Bears cover against Lance and the Minus Niners?
1: Six-and-a-half. Um, the Bears will cover. Um, I think it will be actually a pretty cl- close game than people think because it's supposed to, as of right now it's supposed to be showers at Soldier Field. So mm-hmm. both two teams that are going to run the ball, and the Niners are the better running team. But I think the Bears in the f- in the first game of Matt Eberfuss and the Ryan Poles arrow will make it a close game. But yeah, the Niners will win. I like the Bears plus the six and a half though. So Benito, What do we got? Hmm. 49- That's tough. 49 ers Bears. I don't
2: know. I gotta think. I'm.
0: I think I'm gonna take the Niners on this one. I think I think they'll get it by a touchdown. I just think, like, six and a half is just one of those numbers. Like, yeah, do you think San Francisco could win by a touchdown? Mm-hmm. Yes. I think they absolutely could. I'll just take the odds that that happens. So I'll go with the I'll go with the Niners and that one to cover seven. It might just be seven, but I'll take them to cover six and a half.
2: Mm, I still don't know. <laughs> uh, well, you need to make
0: a pick. I'm surprised Manit yes. has not mentioned that he was the pick's champion a year ago. Oh, was oh yeah.
2: I'm running it back.
0: So if he wants to run it back, maybe, you know, let's try <laughs> to, you know.
2: I'm thinking. Put some this thought is tough. Here. This is real tough. Nah, give me the Bears. Someone needs
0: to take there the Bears go. to cover six and a half. Fair enough. Now we move on to our final one of Will They Cover, the biggest point spread of the week, only a point more than the other two, but it is the, it's, I mean, you guys could probably have guessed what it is. The, it's the Indianapolis Colts at the Houston Texans. The Houston Texans are seven and a half point underdogs at home against the Colts. And actually the Colts, if I remember correctly, they've lost like, I think they've lost nine openers
1: in a row. Yeah, they're not It's bad. They're not it's very bad. they're not very good on the road against AFC AFC uh AFC South team. So I like the Texans plus the seven and a half. Um, but I think the Colts will will get out of there with a win. So I like the Texans to cover, so yeah. Many do the Texans mm, cover. Yes. Well seven and a half. Okay. With Davis Mills. Davis and Mills. Lovey Lovie, Lovie, Lovie Smith era has begun.
0: I'm going to say no. I just, I don't know. There's always like that, like there's always that one game in week one that like everyone knows that one team is probably going to win and then they usually do and it's by a lot. And I I don't know. I just have a feeling the Colts are going to, like I said, they've lost like nine season openers in a row, but then you have the Browns Mm -hmm. who have lost like they haven't won an opener since 2004 and one of those was a tie. So like it can get worse, but I don't think for the Colts it does. So I'm actually going to say no to all three, surprisingly enough. All right. Into our week one games, the regular pick'em. This is just straight up, uh, just <laughs> who you think wins the game. Uh, Manit, we're gonna start with Eagles. the Lions as we do every week. Yeah, Eagles at Lions. Uh, yeah, care to give some, you know, valuable information. No, value
2: just, just Philly. You have no faith in your Lions week one. Philly, Stand it, it's a, a solid F- F- Philly. time in just, a decade. Just, just, just continue. <laughs>
1: Move on. <laughs> All right, yeah, I got to go with the Eagles, too. I just think <laughs> there's too much talent there. But I think the Lions keep it very close. Uh, sellout, as you said, Michael, at Ford yep. Field. That uh, They're kind of in on the, on the Lions this year. It might be the Hard Knocks hype, but, yeah, I got the Eagles in this one.
0: I think it's almost assuredly the Hard Knocks hype because yeah, I think hard, knock, hard Knocks took even probably the biggest Lions doubters and at least made them believe just a little bit. Yeah. Um, I can tell you, when the Browns were on Hard Knocks, it was the same way. And that was the year that they opened up the season with a tie.
1: Against the oh against on the block field goal on against the Steelers. On the block Steelers. field
0: goal against the Steelers. Now monsoon. That game yeah. was wild. But yeah, they tied that year and they haven't won an opener since two thousand four. They beat the Baltimore mm-hmm. Ravens. But all right, now we are on to game number two. This is my team, the Cleveland Browns. I don't know why was the, that the Panthers? Is, it is. I don't know yeah. why, but the Browns is the home team. Um it is the Browns at the Carolina Panthers. It is Baker Bowl, volume one. The Browns are going against their former quarterback from of four years in Baker Mayfield, who at the starting knot after beating
1: out Sam Darnold. So, I got the Carolina Panthers. Um, I think revenge ba- game. I think I think revenge I think, game. I think Baker Mayfield comes out and proves his dollars wrong, Michael. So, how about that? The Panthers will win their week one game against their old Baker Mayfield's old team. So,
2: yeah, I got revenge game too. Baker's gonna <laughs> drop 304 <laughs> touchdowns.
1: The look on your face right now, and
2: 304 just, like, touchdowns incoming. Yeah, y'all are crazy. Nah, bro. Because it's
0: not just a revenge game for Baker, guys. This is a revenge game for every player on that Browns defense. If anyone wants to go back and read the article that came out yesterday from Miles Garrett, Miles Garrett basically gave the Browns seemingly what seemed to be an ultimatum, basically saying it's him or me this season, and they chose Miles Garrett. I There, as you know, they – Everyone wants to talk about well, yeah, Baker knows what the Browns do and he knows how to beat their defense because he saw him in practice all the time. The defense knows the same <laughs> things about Baker, guys. Yeah, like, but
2: it's a different offensive system.
0: Yeah, but Matt Rule's the head coach, and I'm not sold on that. Um it so it doesn't mean okay. I don't like Carolina. The Browns are the better team in every way. Offensively, defensively, special teams. They're better. The only the only difference right now is the quarterback position, but I'm not making that big of a deal out of it because like Jacoby Brissett doesn't have to do all that much. He doesn't have to go out there and beat Baker Mayfield. He just has to not turn the ball over. Run the ball with Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt. Make some throws if needed to David Njoku Amari Cooper. Let the defense do the rest. I think the Browns are up close entering the fourth quarter. I think they force Baker into some mistakes in the fourth, and I think they pulled away late. So I like the Browns. Uh, next one, the final 1 o'clock game we're going to pick. Steelers at the Bengals. The AFC North showdown right away. The Bengals got the most of the Steelers twice last year on their way to the Super Bowl. So, what do we think I'm here? In stick the open?
1: with the Bengals. Um, I don't think this. I don't think their Super Bowl hangover comes just yet. Um, I have them making the playoffs as a seventh seed, but they will mm-hmm. defeat Mr. Trubisky and the Pittsburgh Steelers at home. So, anything? <laughs> <laughs> no, no,
2: no responses. Um, Cincinnati. It's not
0: gonna be close. The only one that I put this the only reason I really put this one on, because I remember last year the Steelers were on the road at Buffalo and everyone's like, oh, Buffalo's gonna kill him. The Steelers dominated that game, like from the word go. And um they they made the Bills look pretty bad. And the Bills turned out to be still very good, mm-hmm. but like the Steelers have this weird habit of like they'll they'll catch you from behind week one. But I, I think this is different. I think the Bengals are too good, and it's going to be at home. If it was in Pittsburgh, I might lean the other way, but I'll take the Bengals in Week One. All right, four games to go. Now we're into the late window. The Raiders and the Chargers Super Bowl team there for Maneet, and your guy's MVP Justin Herbert uh, host I, the Raiders in a rematch from Game Two Fifty Six a year ago.
1: I actually have the I have the Raiders winning this one. I, I think that they'll call, they'll come Yo. into SoFi Stadium. <laughs> It'll be packed with the Raiders fans, by the way. Yeah, it, w- last it will. Year. Oh no, it will. Yeah, it will. I, I got the Raiders and kind of an upset, so I will take the Raiders to win Week One at SoFi. Chargers. Chargers. This Your is MVP some, Justin Herbert.
0: You have some great <laughs> insightful analysis from Manit. So I right mean, okay, one. all right. This game, I'm <laughs>
2: I'm a lot more interested in. Um, I think it's going to be really good. I think the Raiders are a team people are really sleeping on. Mm-hmm. I don't think they're going to miss a beat. Um, from where they left off with, oh, who was their interim coach?
1: Rich Versace.
2: Yes. They finished their season very good with mm-hmm. him. They were a game away from making the playoffs. Mm-hmm. They did I make think... the
0: playoffs.
2: Remember? Yeah, they, they, played they, the they, they played the Bengals in the first Oh, that's right. Because they the beat the Chargers at yep, the near top. Yep, 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 okay. So, I was about to say, I was like, he's been talking this whole episode about they haven't made it. I was like, <laughs> they literally made it last year. No, so, um, I think the Raiders are not going to miss a beat. I think they're gonna do even better than last year in a tougher division than last year but i do really like the chargers so i think they have too much offensive firepower for the raiders defense in this game i mean yeah it's
0: easy to like the chargers and you got to go like justin herbert and that defense that made improvements um and plus they have the best uniforms in the nfl yeah um but i'm going with the chargers as well i just think it's going to be too much offense that raider defense did not improve much from last year it did not um so they're going to struggle again and Who they,
2: was their first round draft pick?
0: This year they didn't have one.
1: Devonte Adams. Yeah, the Adams trade.
0: Um oh, it's Devonte Adams, so they that's did, not They bad. did if you want to talk but about
1: first round draft pick, they cut Alex Leatherwood, so. Yeah, they talk they've about, cut they've cut every
0: they've cut or haven't picked up the option Yikes. on every first round pick since like twenty and they're still winning, so yeah. I mean I don't I don't know It's how. impressive. It, it is impressive how they've drafted so bad. Yeah, here's the thing: they've drafted bad early, but they've drafted fairly well late, and that's where they're getting a lot of their, you know, like I mean, Max Crosby came out of nowhere, so it's players like that that have really kept the forward. Shout out Brandon Jordan. I'm uh going with the, I'm going with the Chargers. I think it'll be too much against their defense, and uh, eventually, it's just going to it's just going to be overwhelming. So I'll go with the Chargers there at home. All right, last oh no, we have two more here in the four o'clock window. The three, no two, because once Sunday, night oh four game. o'clock window, four Sorry. o'clock window, yeah, three more to go. Chiefs at the Cardinals, kind of a fun game. Week one, definitely. I don't really know much defense is going to be played in this one, but probably not. Hopefully, Kyler Murray did a study. I still take the Chiefs. Because no, he,
2: he's <laughs> busy playing Call of Duty, bro. <laughs> <laughs> he he's got a double XP weekend. What you mean,
1: Jay? You no, said Chiefs, right? right? Yeah, I got the Chiefs. So I just think they are too much firepower. I'm just not a Cardinals believer this year, man. I just don't. <laughs> I don't like Cliff Kingsbury. I like Kyler. Kyler's pretty solid, and mm. they gave him the contract. I think. You know, DeAndre Hopkins is suspended. You, you you get Hollywood Brown who he's decent, but their defense their friend. defense not amazing. Mm-hmm. I just I don't, they have they have a lot of injuries waiting to happen on that team. I just think yeah, I like the Chiefs in this one, so
2: Yeah, Chiefs by like two touchdowns, honestly. Wow. I don't think that the Cardinals offense is gonna be in tune enough to keep up with Kansas City. And I think their drama has been aired out so much publicly from the whole video game clause to kyler calling the plays in preseason like that was wild. they are just publicly airing all of their grievances with each other for everyone to see and i cannot wait for cliff kingsbury to get fired on hard knocks in the middle of the season it's gonna be so entertaining yeah um I'm not gonna, you know, get he, in that in depth with the Cardinals, but okay, <laughs> oh, here we go. <laughs> I analysis here. You wanted analysis. I don't know why he's still a coach in the NFL. He wasn't a college coach. No, he I got wasn't. hired because he was hired as USC's offensive coordinator. He got hired. He because was He was fired a at Texas Tech. Bright went offensive to USC, mind. and then they pulled him from USC without seeing him coach there. Like that was ridiculous, and they've extended him after. Their best season was last year. When the first year was awful. They started, what, 8-0, and then choked the division, choked the one seed, choked everything away. Something like that, yeah. Got torched in the playoffs. Mm -hmm. Like, what? why do you think... I don't get it. Arizona's management has done a decent job, but keeping Cliff Kingsbury is not a part of that whole decent job.
0: Well, I don't know why you're asking me, because I have picked... The Chiefs in this game, I, I think they're gonna. I mean, I just, I don't get it. I just, I like the Chiefs a lot. I think everyone talks about how like the Chiefs didn't get better this off season, but like as they did. If you talk to people like Mahomes and Travis Kelsey, they did. Like they did get better. at, Like adding, uh, yeah, There's they find they depth that receiver. They lost Tyreek Hill, but yes, in return they they flipped it for Juju Smith-Schuster. Marquez valdez Link Sky Moore, Travis Kelsey still there. I love their like three-headed running back attack. Jarek McKinnon, Clyde Edwards-Alaire, and then the, the rookie Isaiah Pacheco out of Rutgers. And
2: Sky Moore in the backfield.
0: Yeah, and they're going to use Sky Moore as like a Debo Samuel type thing. Their defense got better. They added Carl Loftus. They added some players in the secondary. Like The Chiefs did get better, and so I think they're going to play really well, and I think they'll get the week one win.
2: <laughs> People are going to hate this take, but Tyreek Hill was not... As bad of a loss as we originally thought yeah. it was, I think well, Michael Hartman's still there too. Losing Hill gave the Chiefs a little bit more cap flexibility, which we all knew was bound to happen. It was they were going to have to pick yep. one or sorry, two of Mahomes, Kelsey, or Hill, mm-hmm. and they made their decision early. Mm-hmm. This is still really early in the stages for the Chiefs' <laughs> run, quote unquote, and I think they made the right move, keeping what's been super consistent. Letting the disgruntled player go. If Kelsey wanted to stay, keep him, let him walk. Mm-hmm. It makes a lot of sense now. I really like the move.
0: All right. Two more to go. Last one for the Sunday night game. Packers at the
1: Vikings. Let, let's be kind of rapid fire on this one. Packers by
2: 10. Packers.
1: I, I got the Vikings in an upset.
2: Yo. At home.
1: Because <sighs> remember what happened last year with the Packers? They went down to Jacksonville and they got destroyed. Oh, I... So another another away week one loss so i got the vikings i got the vikings at home too i just
0: i got a feeling even though i i like the packers to win the division i i like the vikings in week one all right final game of the week we're not doing monday night this week because it's we all know what it is um but um <laughs> why the buccaneers at the cowboys should be a good one first First Sunday night yeah. game of the year
1: in jerry world i got the cowboys um whoa yeah okay i got the cowboys um I just I don't know I, I think the Buccaneers offense offensive line is banged up right now I don't like I really don't like betting against Tom but yeah I got the I got the Cowboys
2: You know what Jay I'm gonna agree with you I didn't really know who I was gonna pick for this game because um, I don't know how I feel about the Buccaneers offense with them it's me hitting the table Oh right that scared me um, I don't know how I feel about the Buccaneers offense with you know Leonard Fournette we don't know. Rashad White, we don't know. I don't know who their third string running back is, but we don't know. They still have. It's only Mike Evans at wide receiver.
1: I got Chris Godwin back.
2: Godwin is unknown for Week One. They have the light version of Julio Jones. He's still in a brace. Russell Gage might be their wide receiver too. Like, I really don't know how I feel about that offense without Chris Godwin there. It's. Super iffy, and I think Jalen Tolbert's more of a certain than Russell Gage or Julio at this point. So I'm going to lean with the Cowboys in their offense because I think it's going to be a heavily offensive game. Fair
0: enough. Uh, I'm not betting against Tom here. I'm going, with the tam- I'm going with Tampa Bay. So, all right, now we go back to the upset special, first one of the year. Of course, the scoring goes as such, two points if your upset team wins the game. One point if they cover the spread, and obviously zero points if they don't. So, Manit, because you were the champion last year, Ah, I will let you go go first.
2: (laughs) Jacksonville. Jacksonville plus two and a half against Washington. I think Washington, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know how I feel about Carson Wentz. I think Trevor Lawrence in the offense is more ready to go. I think that defense, although however young it is, I think, isn't Chase Young out week one?
0: Yeah. He's he on is. the pup list, so he's yeah. out like, the first three weeks. Okay,
2: so yeah, I don't really know how I feel about that commander's pass rush without Chase Young there. I don't know how I feel about that secondary. I think it'll be a really interesting game. That's actually one like for a game that might be very trash compared like later in the season. At the beginning of the season, it's super intriguing to me. And I think whoever wins this game has momentum to feed off of it. Either way, it goes. But Jacksonville, I think, takes week one on the road.
1: Um, plus two and a half. I'm gonna go with the Lions plus four and a half. I think it's a very close game, so that there is my potential one point if they cover. So I will take the Lions plus four and a half.
0: Uh, yeah, I think you all know where I'm going here, but I, I'm confident about it. I'm gonna take the Browns plus one and a half. I yeah. to me they're that,
2: minus one and a half. No, a, they're it's plus.
0: A, it's a pick 'em. It's a pick
2: 'em is it? Nope, it a, it, it no, No, okay, it flipped back
0: to one and a I'm half. and FanDuel, it's one it and, was, and a half. It was okay. Actually, so yeah, I can't do that. It was no before the show. I thought it was the other way. I might have read it wrong, probably because I wanted to see it that way. <laughs> but uh, no, I mean no, that's fine. I'll take someone else. Uh, let's go with um, Giants.
2: No, that's. <laughs> that's really all you got left? Uh. Well. Yeah. New, New England's plus three and a half. Holy moly! I should have done that. Yeah.
0: I think I'm gonna take that one. I'll Dang. take New England plus three and a half. That's that's, um, that's a good one to take that one over Miami. Um, and literally, if they lose by a field goal, I still get a point there, which I'll take. So I think that's gonna be a really close game. So you're upset. Specials Mini with the Jaguars two and a half. Uh. Jay with the Lions four and a half, and I got the Patriots plus three and a half, and that will do it for the week one pick'em. And if you've made it this far in the recording, thank you for listening this far to the season opener of the Pylon. Do we want to do hot take of the week? Uh, no? I, we don't really quite have time for it this week, but maybe okay. we can roll into it next week. But for Manit Patel, Jada Coster, I'm your host, Michael Marquez. We hope that you'll join us next week for week two. The NFL season's back, everybody. We're so excited. We'll see you guys next week on the Pylon. Have a great day. Ooh.